0: You know, you Back can keep laughing oh, and just, like, <laughs> make it a, a regular intro.
1: That'd be so cute if we had thought of that.
0: No, yeah, I just... I've, can, I've noticed can that there isn't... we is open an...
1: with birch chuckling and then we're like... <laughs> no, that feels evil. Fake
0: laugh in three, two... <laughs> <laughs> oh what a wonderful time to be back uh, with everybody oh my goodness <laughs> oh man wow
1: guys welcome back to what a dancing riot the what
2: a welcome riot. back guys we we are back in the studio with birch at this point i feel like we need to put him on our
1: honestly we're cover. gonna edit you into the cover
0: you should now. not do that
1: you <laughs> might I, no, I like we're my going to you send a oh my gosh of wait dancing? <laughs> wait we edit his face into a birch tree and put it in the background <gasps> so oh, on the water <laughs> yeah Okay, I'm here for it. Okay. Um, so what is this? Episode seven? I don't know. Yes. That's one for every day of the week. <gasps> you guys can listen to our voices every day of the week. That's crazy. <laughs> that sounds torturous. <laughs> it does. And That's if you live not... on
0: the same brosis as Molly and Kelly, you have to hear their voices every day. Of Lucky every week.
2: single day. Send help. Birch Lucky loves yes. it.
1: hmm Right? Oh,
0: oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Wait, Birch yeah. is just telling me how much he loves talking to me. Actually, <laughs> Not that he drag- for
0: the audience, I think my exact words were, "I get that same feeling of like the sound that the big box TVs would make when we were kids of like the sh- 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 takes over my mind whenever whenever Kelly starts talking to
1: me." <gasps> wow, how yeah. flattering! I know.
0: <laughs> me and Kelly has such a fun, re- uh, uplifting relationship. Yes,
1: it's so yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wholesome. So wholesome.
2: Yeah, you guys are just besties. Oh
0: yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah. So Molly, Kelly, what are we talking about today? What's going on?
1: Well, we thought we would do like a more lighthearted topic today. We're gonna mm. jump into deconstruction.
2: <laughs> For those who might not know, Kelly, what is deconstruction?
0: Mm. Word of the day,
2: <laughs> get it.
1: So deconstruction is essentially when a believer of a faith, um, Pro, is reprocessing their faith and like goes back and kind of like unpacks it and is like, why do I believe what I believe? And often it leads them to saying, I no longer believe this because it just doesn't, it's not what I thought it was. Does that make sense? Do oh, want to add on sense. to that? Good,
0: good breakdown.
2: Good yeah. Breakdown, it's like, uh, I don't know whether to say believer or not. That's controversial, isn't it?
0: Like is a believer deconstructing?
2: Yeah. Oh, like no, were I, they ever a believer in the first place? Oh, that is oh, a question. Oh, that is this is, possible, is you know getting but deep. I anyway think that
0: is a different podcast. That is
2: yeah, a different is. podcast. Um it's when someone who claims to be under a faith decides to no longer be a part of that faith, whether that's like because of an experience they've had with other people of that religion or disappointment or mm-hmm. false expectations. Yeah, stuff mm. like that does that's that okay. make sense yeah that's good that's good no Birch, yeah. oh. what's your definition <laughs>
0: oh i think your definitions cover it pretty good i think oh, thanks. i'm going to add a little more context to what we're talking about i think as bible students we encounter a lot of believers a lot of people who care very much about their faith and the way that they conduct themselves mm-hmm. in a community like moody and so i know myself and the other two ladies here are Does that make me? hmm, I think that makes me sound like a lady as well. Myself and the ladies here will say.
1: (laughs)
2: The other
0: ladies. (laughs) The other ladies. (laughs) (laughs) ladies. Oh boy, what a fun sentence I said. That's also
2: another podcast. (laughs) podcast.
0: (laughs) Um, Myself and the ladies here have noticed over the course of many years Mm -hmm. that you encounter believers who you say, wow, that is a really strong believer. I can't wait to see what God is going to do in their lives. And then they leave school and you go. Oh, that's kind of weird. Which sometimes people leave school and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Other times you check up on them on social media or something and you go, Oh no! Oh oh no! Oh no!
2: Oh, oh no! Yeah. And that, oh darn! Ah. <laughs> <Womp, womp.
0: laughs> and so that's why we're talking about this because we feel that there is a is a need of clarification what it looks like for those on our audience who may not be aware and -hmm. also just for us to be able to kind of go over it with each other and feel like what what do we actually think about this you know
2: yeah Yeah, i it wasn't until coming to this school that i actually heard the word deconstruction Mm -hmm. and but i had seen it growing up in my life a lot because i grew up in a christian school i just had never had a word to define it if that makes sense yeah but it's a big word
1: here I
0: think maybe this is a good question to start with, but I remember the first time I really encountered this is you guys, I'm sure at some point in your lives, have come across a show called Good Mythical Morning, right?
2: Yes. You're bringing me back.
0: I know. Yes. I I wasn't even at the point where I was watching this show anymore. I was yeah. listening to Theology Thursday's Steve Day show. Shout out to them. And <laughs> they talked about Rhett and Link deconstructed their faith in late 2019, maybe early
2: 2020. I
0: didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah, and, and I'll give some cliff notes, I think. They have entire, like, hour-long, multi-hour-long episodes on their podcast about it. Mm-hmm. But the core of what they said, in my opinion, this is my perspective, yeah. they would deny this mm-hmm. and say that I'm wrong. I mm-hmm. would defend it before them and say, no, this is totally what happened. Okay. They are men that went to work in California and the media and entertainment industry mm-hmm. with lots of... Um, homosexual individuals and people that are not living I'd say lives that are glorifying to Christ in a traditional sense
1: I had to burp <laughs> like, oh, just, I was trying to figure is out if saying laughing? the words homosexual so and <laughs> like
0: <laughs> homosexual no, and affirming... I had to
1: burp and then I couldn't stop laughing
0: <laughs> okay no no I thought I'd made a big no-no of like affirming traditional like biblical marriage sexual <laughs> roles on this podcast was not okay or something I don't know you're totally not approve of that um but anyway <laughs> My my opinion is the way that they described it is they went to Hollywood. They started working in a field with lots of people who are going, well, I love the other sex and God says that's wrong. So why do you hate what I love? And why would God even put those emotions in me if they're wrong to begin with? Mm-hmm. That says something weird about the character of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I believe they deconstructed because they weren't able to comprehend these two like, dang, there are gay and lesbian people who are really nice and actually are just good people Mm -hmm. still living a sinful lifestyle, which is opposed to God. And so, and that's a heavy thing to weigh anyway, but that is the first time I encountered it, I guess. Does anyone else have a time when they encountered it first?
1: The biggest one that I remember was, it was when I was in high school and I had this, um, I also went to a private Christian school and I had an English teacher for a year and she was a very odd woman. And she, like, came over to my house for a Christmas party, and, like, she was, she seemed like a very strong believer, but she ended up leaving my school, I want to say, like, three quarters of the way through the year, and then she posted on Facebook, like, the next month and was like, I'm no longer a believer, and I was like, what? And everyone was like, what? Because we didn't really talk about deconstruction at my school, so no one really knew what was going on, but... It was a very odd thing to witness, especially because she was kind of like close to my family for a little bit. Growing up, I never really had
2: anyone like super close to me that I knew deconstructed. but um I I was a very perceptive child and <laughs> I would mm-hmm. notice things that people were feeling that maybe others wouldn't notice. And so in a lot of my family and friends who are experiencing grief, I saw them kind of struggle with the faith and some walk away from it. And I know that's like so vague, but I think when you like lose someone close to you or there's prayers unanswered or things like that, that's where I've seen it most growing up. And then also I just grew up in a Christian school. And so like I, I actually might get into it later. But a lot of people that I grew up with that called themselves Christians as kids kind of walked away from the faith once they started making their own decisions. I don't know if you'd call that deconstruction. It was just kind of them growing into adulthood, but mm-hmm. I witnessed a lot of that mm-hmm. growing up. But what we're going to talk about next is like our fears surrounding deconstruction mm-hmm. because it is a really heavy topic because the three of us sitting here believe it's life or death. Mm-hmm. And to watch someone you love choose death <laughs> like, really sucks. Mm-hmm. And we've all had to experience that at this point in our lives. And there's a lot of like, really hard emotions there. So I think, yeah, we're just going to talk about fears and hard emotions surrounding that. Would anyone want to start, Birch? Do you want to?
0: Oh, I can totally start. Yeah? I think my thought process on this developed really early in my moody career. I came here during COVID, and what they'd have you do is they'd have you hunker down for two weeks. I hunkered down for about four days, and I said, "That's dumb. I'm not sick." And I left <laughs> to go to the SDR and <gasps> mingle a little bit.
2: You're such a rebel. Bit. You mingled.
0: I did mingle. Not
2: during COVID. Not during that.
0: COVID. Oh yeah. And so was I got it a
2: masked mingle?
0: It was masked <laughs> until you sat down at the table, and then you had the fun clear oh. dividers in front oh, of you.
1: Oh, the you clear guys, dividers. Have
0: you guys seen pictures of that? No. no. Oh, later on. So if I sitting across from Molly, we would have two layers of cardboard oh. with like plastic wrap I think is a good way That's to describe it crazy. on top of the cardboard so you could feels see through like,
2: it. like you know when they make calls in prison? Yeah. That's oh, what that feels so like right. <laughs> That's wild.
0: And I also again, I I will not bring too much COVID policy into this, but no way that is stopping no, air from no. either going through or I going up think, and over. I don't
1: think the plastic wrap is stopping anything. So I'm that is so
0: glad that that was a thing. But yeah. anyway, I went down to the SDR, got some chicken and rice, as we're also accustomed. Yes. And I, I met the first person I had really met outside of my floor. This is and so sad. It was yes. this wonderful man. He sat down. He was so friendly, and he became like a buddy of mine over these next couple weeks. And yeah, not, we weren't super close, but you know, the kind of person that you'd see walking around, and you knew each other's names, and you'd say, "Hey, how's it going?" and be friendly and hang out a little bit in classes or whatever else. Yeah. And unfortunately, this man would decide to run in student politics—the great mistake of our time. Mm. Don't ever, don't ever don't do know. that. Don't ever do that. Womp womp. And in this, he got just slandered by the other side for. What I think were unsubstantiated claims at the time that he was homosexual Mm. and they just dragged him through the mud, which and and the whole school got in on it. It was it was bad. It was a bad look for us. And rightly so. We Mm -hmm. should be repentant of that. I yeah, this is easier Mm. for me to say because I think I was on the right side of that one. But I had a bias of being his friend previously. So Mm. even then it's hard to say. Mm. But I I think that is a first instance where I went. And that man today is well living a in an actual gay lifestyle and has from mm. what I understand renounced the faith, so wow. our actions very much had an impact on a man that could affect him eternally, yeah which wow. is not good yeah so that's that is a somber starting point, but mm. even then he's just one example of many like i yeah. i am the once i am one of two survivors of senior on c seven the floor that i'm from mm. everyone else has gone their separate ways wow. from what i understand most most of which live christian askew or non christian lifestyles now wow. and so it's been interesting watching in real time of why did i survive why yeah. it's it sort of it's like it, i wouldn't say it's quite like survivor's guilt cuz i think there's something about <laughs> military sacrifice that i would not want to equate to this but yeah. it's a similar realm of why yeah. am i still here while everyone else is gone mm-hmm. so yeah th- those are my thoughts mostly on that
1: mm-hmm. but That's, wow wow Woo. Good job, first.
0: Oh, thanks. I try.
1: <laughs> you want to go next, Kelly? Yeah, I'd love to. So I have a couple friends from high school who I who I like talk to regularly. Their faith just isn't a, the same priority it was when they were going to a private Christian school. Just because it's not like you're not going to Bible class every day, you're not going to chapel every week, so it's just like it's not a priority for them. And what's hard for me is like. Something that I'm afraid of is, as a people pleaser myself, being in conversations with them, it's so hard for me to, like, direct the conversation to God and to faith Mm. and to, like, helping them rebuild their faith. And it's so much easier for me to just go along with whatever they're saying. And I'm afraid of drawing them further away. Because Mm. it's just, it's so hard for me to be like, whoa, like. Yeah. And so... I guess what I'm afraid of is just, like, instead of being a way for someone to come back to faith, just being another excuse to fall away from faith, Mm. you know? Yeah, I get that.
2: Have you, like, have you figured out any sort of ways to incorporate God back into, like, your conversations? Like, in my mind, I think there's a lot of pressure to sit down and, like, hash it out with them. Yeah. Have you been able to, even in just, like, the way you're living or the things you're posting on social media or whatever, Mm -hmm. have you been able to like be encouraged by the fact that like God can be seen there? Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like, I know
1: I do. I think it definitely helps like going to a Christian college now. Like that's a super easy way to just bring it up. Yeah. Just to talk about the classes that I've had and what I've been learning there. Um, And just like, as far as social media goes, just making sure I was, only posting like wholesome things yeah you know and mm. not like affirming things that were against what I believe but yeah yeah so what I try to do is you know just talk about my own schooling and like what I've been learning but it's just it's so hard for me like yeah it's just so much easier for me to just like go along with whatever the other person is saying and like laughing at things that like we shouldn't be talking yeah. about you know yeah
2: I totally get that I mm-hmm. feel like I In my head, I don't want to risk offending them Mm -hmm. and, like, giving them another reason to, like, not, like, Christians. I don't know.
1: In my (laughs) head, I'm like, oh, I could lose them as a friend, but, like, they could lose their life. Yeah.
0: Isn't that weird? It's the struggle of the mind of, am I actually being more unloving by Mm -hmm. not pushing back? Exactly. Is that selfish on my part? That Mm -hmm. is the
1: scary. It really is. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around that. It is. It's,
2: like, momentary comfort mm-hmm. or exactly loving them by saving their life exactly. like or being a vessel and saving it's their life you are not responsible to save anyone's life but yes but um,
1: like letting god use you to yeah like speak truth into them or making them laugh like yeah it's just,
2: i in the past like couple of days have experienced like a few moments where i've realized how not absent but maybe absent god is in just my like everyday interactions Mm -hmm. um i have a professor peter (laughs) warrell he's
1: (laughs) pretty i love him
2: um but he was talking about um just including god in your everyday conversation Mm -hmm. so that was like kind of in the back of my mind and he was talking about how his mother is like thank god for this weather thank jesus Mm -hmm. whatever like in normal conversations so that people know that's what she believes mm-hmm. like they don't have to question it um i thought that was really interesting and then i was talking to this man from venezuela the other day and he spoke spanish so we didn't talk much but <laughs> um i was trying my best and then at the end he was saying this phrase over and over and i was like i don't know what you're saying and so we like translated it and it was just he was just saying god bless you and oh. i in my head was like oh my gosh i didn't mention god once like mm. i was being kind to him. I stopped and talked to him, whatever. No, I'm not, I feel like I'm being so. Uh, <laughs>
1: wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs>
2: but I like was doing that because I felt on my heart that that's what God was having me do in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mention him once. <laughs> I walked away from that conversation and I was like, what is the point of me doing all this if that man doesn't know that I'm doing it for Christ? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, that doesn't. Do him any good. Anyway, I just like that was crazy. And then I (laughs) met this woman today who I was walking this dog and he barked at her like really aggressively. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. She stopped and talked to me for like 10 minutes. She was a rambler. I was like, Oh my gosh. It was all nice things. But eventually we got to the fact that her husband's a Catholic and she's a Protestant believer. And it was very interesting. <laughs> um, he was a
0: Catholic boy, and she was a Protestant girl. Oh my goodness!
2: Just a Catholic boy.
1: <laughs> he was a Catholic boy. She said, "See you later, boy."
2: <laughs>
0: Dang! Absolute That's bars so coming out of Kelly today.
1: Wow. Um. Anyway,
2: <laughs> but that also was a conversation. Was like, I didn't bring up God first here, and that sucks because, like, in all these conversations I'm having with people. Like, that's what's, like, on my heart. Like, I stand and t- talked to that woman because I was like, you know what? Like, I want her to experience the love of Christ right now. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't like, sorry, got to go, whatever. This is part mm-hmm. of the reason I was late to session today because okay. I was talking with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she brought up Christ first. I was like, well, dang it. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> but I'm finding that like, God is really convicting me of not mm-hmm. including him in my every day. Anyway, sorry, that was a long tangent. No, that's no, no good,
1: that's though. important. It was very important.
0: <laughs> thanks. I God. think part of the power of this podcast is you two sitting down and being like, hey, this is a thing that happened today. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah, that's, mm. that's part of the charm, it's, I would uh, say. Uh, thanks, Bert. Uh, you know, <laughs>
1: Stop it. Uh, I, try, or, I
0: try. I try. <laughs>
1: Sometimes. Or, oh, very nice. Shout out to
0: the audience. We love you guys for sticking with it.
2: Yeah. Bex. You guys yeah. are so patient. The real ones. Mrs. Soon texted me the other day and she was like, Playing board games with you would be my favorite part, too. Do you remember
1: how I said Aww. that? It was really Taylor sweet. Taylor texted me about... <gasps> did she? Yeah, well, I texted That's her so first fun. and said, did you listen to my podcast? Because I talked about you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang. N- none of the people that listen to the show have reached out to me yet. I, I feel kind of <gasps> left oh, out.
2: Oh, someone text Bertrand right now.
0: Dang. Wait. Kelly. Kelly.
1: It's my baby picture. Oh, ah! you look like
2: Danny You Vito. Yeah, that was
1: actually way more for, accurate for than context, I For context for the
2: audience. Can you we, zoom out?
1: Can I, should I? Oh, that's me holding my baby? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, for context, <laughs> we were talking about, I think babies are adorable and they said they're ugly.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. When no, first we're just born, gonna stop there. When they're first when they're born, covered in goo, they're a little ugly, but <laughs> then they get you, and
1: nice. they got the umbilical cord and stuff. Like, I ain't <laughs> not a not a good book. <laughs> <laughs> That's so last season.
0: Wow, dang. All right, uh,
1: anyway. Crazy. So, back to the my show. fears, right? That's what yeah, we're yeah, about.
0: we're still waiting to hear your fears as they are related to <laughs> you're on campus, you've seen some things, you're yeah, you know,
2: um. I think the scariest thing for me at this point is that I'm expecting it. Growing up in a Christian home, and a Christian school, I have learned to expect people to fall away. And that is really painful. I'll be the first to admit I feel emotions far more than the average soul. (laughs) Um, But it is... Fact check true. (laughs) 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 Validated. But it is something that really affects faith i don't know if that makes sense but it watching people deconstruct has affected my personal faith i've seen so many of my close friends not necessarily fall away but transition from a life that i don't want to say glorified god because i don't know their heart behind it Mm -hmm. but outwardly was respectful of his law (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense but Part of that is there's a transition in childhood from obeying because you know your parents are watching you to obeying because you actually think it's the right thing to do. That's like a transition that every child goes through. Mm -hmm. But um, it is like really, really sad to watch someone go through that, especially someone you love. Because like we said, it is is life or death. That's truly Mm -hmm. like the bottom of my heart. I believe that. And like Birch was saying, there is... I guess, guilt attached to like you making it and someone else not making it, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I am beyond blessed to be in the position I am where the Lord has pulled me through a lot and used some hard moments to draw me closer to him rather than push me away. But I don't know how to encourage someone else who is Mm -hmm. going through something that is pushing them away. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And at this point, it is just, like, an expectation of watching people fall away. And I don't want to get used to it because that means I'll become desensitized and therefore won't pursue, like, discipleship and encouraging believers mm-hmm. as passionately.
1: Yeah. And I just think, like, I feel like it's just very discouraging to watch people that you grew up with like thinking that they're on the same page as you and just watch them so easily fall away mm-hmm. and it's just like if if it happened to them why not happen to me like it could yeah it's almost like it, it could just as easily happen to me mm-hmm. and it just like creates this fear for your own life yeah I feel like yeah and it's 100% just the fact that Christianity is such a community, like community is such a big part of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And it almost just feels like the community that I had as a kid is just like, it's not there anymore. Like the people who I went to when I was younger or who I memorized Bible verses with and like all this stuff, like I couldn't, it's like a completely different community now. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's just so hard to see that, and it is just very discouraging, yeah I feel
2: yeah, I
1: agree, and it I
2: get frustrated as well with like it's something that has come I wouldn't say between the Lord and I, but it does feel like every single one of those people is an unanswered prayer of mine, mm-hmm. and that is really frustrating mm-hmm. because I haven't yet seen someone redeemed from that that I've been constantly praying for (laughs) you know yeah and i feel like my list of people to pray for is getting longer and longer and that's it um but i'm excited to see what the lord is going to do because i'm i am like my head is expecting to watch people fall out but my heart is really expectant of like those Mm who save around me if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah it does yeah Mm -hmm. oh i just like coughed
0: we can that
1: <laughs> we thanks out. birch no can you amplify it
0: oh, oh. <laughs> it's like idea
1: <laughs> the beat dropped
0: do we want to get into our i think in each of us individually has prepared a specific response to an aspect of deconstruction that we have seen played out in our lives mm-hmm. and so do yeah. we want to cover those before we leave for today,
2: I would love to Birch. Right, I personally would love to follow Kelly, so I don't care if I go last or second, but Kelly has to go before me.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But should I start? I don't know. Should, we've been going to, like Birch, Kelly, Molly the whole time.
2: Do you want to go or do you want to finish us off? Ooh. Um,
0: if you want, if you want to go after Kelly, maybe I should go first.
1: Yeah. Are absolutely. you sure?
0: I can. I mean, yeah. I mean, it works for me.
1: I agree with okay. that sentiment.
0: So, for a little bit of context for the listener. Yesterday, I was thinking about this very topic before this podcast had even been planned, actually, Mm. and I was doing a little bit of searching on the old Google, Mm. and I was like, what's the Moody Bible Institute been known for? What's going on online? And I went down a deep rabbit hole of old students who had been to our school that were writing Mm -hmm. reviews of it online. Mm. And as you can maybe imagine, there are quite a few people that do not like Moody and no longer love God, to say the least. Mm. And one of the common themes I saw was the question of evil. One story specifically stuck out to me of a man, and his experience is that he was a Christian. He came to school here. I don't think he quite graduated. He might have been a first-semester senior when it finally hit him and he dropped out of school, but mo- it's many pages. It's paragraphs on paragraphs of this dude's life that he detailed, and I hmm. shout out to that dude if you ever hear this. Like I, I read the whole thing. Um, hmm. But multiple times throughout that, he— mentions God's character and he goes I just I don't understand a God who has committed genocide and a God who has ordered the death of children and women and done horrible things and that is one of the big questions that when you get to the end of your moody career profs make sure that you kind of have at least a little bit of a grasp on and I myself am definitely not a Theo bro to the point where I could give you the nitty-gritty of it but I would love to address it very briefly here because it is the problem Mm -hmm. of evil and is one of the questions that all of us should have some cusp on answering, in if we plan to do any evangelism, because mm-hmm. it's a totally reasonable question for somebody to say, why uh, did God condemn the entire family of the man that stole from Jericho, the man who stole like the rug or whatever? Yeah, like, he he wasn't the only one that died. They killed his wife and his kids too. Mm-hmm. What what is that about? Why why did that five year old with like uh, what is it like leukemia? Why did he, why did he die? What's mm-hmm. that about? Mm-hmm. Why why would God allow that? And so first, I'd like to approach it from a more philosophical viewpoint of God and our relationship to him from sin. You have the capacity to choose to love God because of your free will. And the way that God created us, there's he seeks to have a relationship with you. And through that, man had a choice at the beginning to serve God or not to serve God. And man ultimately, ultimately made that choice not to serve God. And Adam, our forefather, with his wife Eve, sinned before God and condemned all of us to sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so this is why God, there is sin in a universe that also has God because for there to be a free will relationship, there had to be that choice. And man made the decision to sin against God. And so that is why there is things like kids dying in a world that also inhabits a good and perfect and holy God, a -hmm. result of our actions. Because not only was it Adam that sinned, all of us have also sinned and separated ourselves individually. Mm -hmm. And then to approach something like God in the Old Testament is very much on the crusade of the Israelite people are in a land. The people in that land are doing something immoral. So I think the best example is, I wish I could think of the exact reference because that would be very good to have prepared beforehand but this is a little spur of the moment for full transparency but most of the lands that the israelites encounter are not just people that are hanging out and having a good time and you know god is saying okay um i want you to have this place so uh have at it here's my blessing go kill that is not what's going on a lot of the time, these lands are doing almost all of the time they're doing deeply immoral deeply pagan things Mm -hmm. and you think of one of the uh, in, in Second Kings, I think it is. There's like Abelash the de- the uh, the destroyer or something. It's like in the in the Valley of Meadow, I think it is, yeah. where it's the Israelite people have been sort of encompassing these pagan beliefs, and they are sacrificing their children like the pagans.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: idea of child sacrifice the sacrifice of people in general is a huge thing in pagan cultures Mm. and even that sexual immorality other things that are just uh, an affront to god i Mm. i tend to be i I see something like child sacrifice and make a direct link to abortion and so i i see that and i go even today i wonder why god allows us to like any any modern nation to thrive given how many babies we kill Mm -hmm. so i personally that is why i how i would approach the problem of evil of no one is perfect. Instances of God killing entire civilizations in the Old Testament specifically. Any historical scholar will tell you some of the things going on in these nations and they are not good. They are yeah. they are not people that were just hanging out. They were people doing deeply immoral things affront to God. And mm-hmm. so I hope that is an adequate answer to the problem of evil. Yeah. But
2: No, that's good. I think I I've struggled a bit with evil watching God's wrath because it it's so it so opposes what I think of when I think of God if that makes sense and I think that's like how a lot of people like why a lot of people would struggle with it today because Christians are emphasizing that yes he's a loving and forgiving God but he's also a just God and sin is completely against everything that he is I I think part of me just has to let go and trust that if he's the God of the world, it's okay, <laughs> you know, and there's reasoning for it that I don't need to understand.
0: And I think there's an element of the divine mystery that goes into play, but I feel understanding is something that we actually should try to ende- endeavor in some aspects of this regard. The word that you use, that God is just, I think that is very important because you can't have a moral god who is not also a just god Mm -hmm. and so you can't have a god that doesn't condemn the murder of babies but is just like oh yeah everything's fine you know like Mm -hmm. that doesn't solve the problem of evil that doesn't make you a better person Mm -hmm. overall and yeah yeah, that's that's a clip notes version of a dude who's probably not necessarily qualified to (laughs) explain these things to you
2: I feel like you're decently qualified. Yeah,
1: uh, you're eh, almost correct. Yeah. You're a senior almost, on Moody. I know, I know. I'm just I'm bad legend. at this.
0: I'm bad at this. But No, no.
1: stop. Oh, stop, yeah, no. It. stop
0: No, I that think that I was... low-key might actually be like not at all qualified, but anyway. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> but you're also it's like anyone qualified. I'm either. a woman. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: We do not endorse we're those views on out. the Dancing with the Waves
1: podcast. We love women here. We are women. Well, big two big words of us supporters. are women
0: 66 percent of this podcast 66.6
1: percent <laughs> woman okay anyways so. <laughs> <laughs> so the issue that i wanted to address was just the people the fallen people of the church that really that i've seen influence other people to move away from christianity um in my own life, so I've said this so many times, I went to a private Christian high school and there was just this thing, I'm not going to go into details, but there was something that happened where it affected a lot of students negatively what the leadership at my school did. They just went about an issue a really, really bad way and it just really negatively affected a lot of students. And I saw... um a lot of people be affected by that and i've just seen a lot of things where people interact with christians i've seen it like on social media where people are like christians suck like they're just the meanest people ever um and i think that's like a big reason for falling away um and actually me and my roommate here we talk about this a lot we're like why like why would anyone want to be a christian when it Genuinely seems like a lot of people who are like living worldly lives are so much nicer than Christians are. So, how would you guys respond to someone who's like dealing with other people who are Christians who are just kind of mean? Yeah, I've seen this a lot um, in
2: the circles I've been a part of, especially growing up in a Christian school, which is what I'm going to talk about. So I can kind of yeah. just loop yeah. that in, but. Um, growing up in a Christian home or a Christian school, the title of Christianity is either to be a safe and comfortable space in your mind, or it is something that completely opposes, not completely opposes, but it taints Christianity in your mind. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think when we are thinking about Christians who have fallen for the faith, there are a lot of examples out there. Mm-hmm and there's a lot of big names out there who have claimed the title of Christian and then hurt a lot of people because of it. Mm-hmm. I personally was under a pastor who was outed for a lot of really awful things that he had done um and that really sucks for the Christian community because especially in his case he was a big name and when people thought of Christians, he would come to mind. Mm -hmm. Not only was he caught in sin, which is we as Christians know that a pattern of sin is really Mm heart-wrenching and it's really damaging to your soul. And it's also something that's not easy to come out of. So not only was he caught in that, but he brought down a lot of people with him. Mm -hmm. And I think first and foremost something that first Christians need to wrap their head around and then hopefully that'll spread (laughs) to those who aren't Christian but uh, we need to understand that there's like God created grace or God is merciful for a reason because we need mercy like none of us are going to last one day without opposing all that he is.
0: If you don't filter your love through God every day you will just end up hurting everyone around you. Yes. Essentially how Christians tend to operate I think.
2: Yeah and it is really vital to recognize, like, yes, these people have done things that maybe we are just so taken aback by, and we would never do that, but you are actively every day committing sins against God. It's not like they're the only ones that are opposing who he is. They just unfortunately happen to be taken down in front of a lot of people, and I, in some cases that I hear, I wouldn't say they're not Christian. I'd just say they're really struggling with something, Um. Some people are claiming Christianity when there's um, not a lot to back that up mm-hmm. in their lives. We need to recognize that like salvation here on earth is, yes, you are saved the moment that you accept Christ, exempt from the fall, because you are still in a fallen world.
0: Justification is still a process. That's right. It's That's a right. process.
2: Yes. And every day we are striving to come more like Jesus, but we are not him. Mm-hmm we're not turned into Jesus the second we say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I get frustrated when a Christian has a bad day and people are like, oh, this must be who God is because this is what you said to me or this blah, blah, blah. And I understand if you're not a Christian, that is so easy to subscribe to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like in, in other circumstances, I make assumptions based on a few interactions. That's just... Like, that's very natural yeah. for the human mind to do. Mm-hmm. But I think in the Christian community, first and foremost, we need to stop cancel culture because mm-hmm. there needs to be room for grace. Like, if we're trying to be like Jesus, we need to also give grace. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't put those people in positions of power. Like, they can be removed from being head of the church or more whatever. More
0: layers of accountability.
2: Yes, more layers refuse. of accountability, but don't, like, excommunicate them. Yeah. You know? Like, they are not... It,
0: I would say I think it is dependent on what's going on. I think there is an element of... I mean, Matthew 18 talks very much about how you approach a brother or sister who has wronged you or the community. and. Mm-hmm. While there is, I there is two or three instances that happen before it. There is even an instance of okay, that person has to be released from the community for the yeah. for the whole of the body. Yeah, but yes, yeah. there even before that there is ample mercy and there is conversations and there is hopefully reconciliation before that event because that is yeah you're losing a part of the body which is a yeah. serious ordeal.
2: It is very serious. I agree. So I think kind of what it comes down to in my head is there's two different categories one is someone who is caught in sin um or their sin is made public because we're all in sin Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's the world we live in but uh someone whose sin has been made public or has hurt someone or has blah 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 etc and tainted someone else's view of god and then another category would be someone who's claiming the title of christian which is very common today Mm -hmm. um who doesn't actually know Christ and know the love of the Lord. Because I once you know Christ, that's all you want. And you're gonna have bad days, but that like I can't even explain the difference like he made in my life when I really truly accepted him. Because before that I was like obeying his rules because I knew it was like quote unquote the right thing to do. But, like, ever since I, like, truly accepted him, like, that's all I've, like, that's the desire of my heart. And I'm still caught in sin, and I'm still, like, struggling with a lot of things, but at the end of the day, that's where I want to be. And people who are claiming the title of Christian and not actively pursuing that are really damaging. I am kind of just going to talk about real quick how home and school can damage someone's view of faith and growing up I was around a lot of people in Christian communities and that was really something God used in my life to pull me towards him but I saw so many people pulled away from him because of that and because of like Kelly was saying just some really unfortunate things that happened in the church or happened in the school or happened in my family and I've seen people being like drawn away from Christ um yeah i don't know i think i just all i have to say is everyone is still in a fallen world Mm. and it really frustrates me when there's an expectation of perfection on christians
0: and even then you can see why somebody would leave the faith based on the fact of like well i'm supposed to be perfect yeah i can't do that yeah so what do you even want from me what's the Mm. point of this yeah which mm-hmm. is a frustration that m- I'm sure most people in the faith even feel at some point in their life. Yeah, 100%. If it doesn't even just lead to, de- to deconstruction.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That's really all I had to say. Yeah.
0: All right, last question of the night. What would you tell a future you if you found that you were in the process of deconstructing? So not quite out of the faith, but seriously considering it.
2: I think at the end of the day, where I am now, I know... I know and fully believe that God is real and that he's good. And if I, in the future, deconstruct, Lord willing, Um, all I'd have to say to myself is, like, at the end of the day, every knee will bow, and regardless, you will (laughs) confess he is Lord. Mm -hmm. And, like, it sucks that you chose that path, but you will bow down him. I don't know. That sounds harsh. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. It's true. true. And, like, if that's the path that my selfish heart chooses to take, then I will still, at the end of the day, bow down to him.
1: Yeah, I remember my youth pastor would always tell us, like, someday everybody will believe in God. Like, someday Mm -hmm. everybody will. It's just a matter of, like, is that going to be a, like... It's the difference between, like... Like...
2: Yeah, you either believe him... You already... Now, or you believe him when you see him. Exactly.
1: But someday everyone will believe in God, so... Yeah. But I think that was... Praise God. God. Do you
0: think you have your answer?
1: I think so. I think if I came across me deconstructing, I think I would just want to remind her of, like, how she's even gotten to this Mm. point. Mm -hmm. So good. I'd just be like how, like how are you even here right now like how have you like how have you done anything like you couldn't have gone anywhere done anything on your own you wouldn't still be here on your own and I would just tell her to think of all of her experiences the really really bad ones and the really really good ones I would say how did you get through those really really bad things and how did you get to do those really really amazing things
2: Yeah, I think, like, as a Christian, there's a lot of things that are unexplainable apart from God. And I believe to truly, to deconstruct, you have to truly become numb to all of that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, just to awaken yourself back up to
1: that is huge. Mm -hmm. Our God is (laughs) an awesome (laughs) God. She was feeling inspired.
0: Kelly is so good at just destroying any tension. (laughs) Just so good at it. That's a spiritual gift, all right. Oh Oh, yeah, thank
1: you. Other people call it awkward, but thank you.
0: (laughs) I am the other people. Boy, (laughs) that's awkward, dude.
1: Boy, you're awkward.
0: Boy, you are awkward. That is an actual running bit between me and Kelly. I basically just said this is a bit and we've been running it ever since.
2: And then I always add, what an awkward time.
1: (laughs) And no Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no one remembers (laughs) that. You always add that? You know, always.
2: I think I've she's added to it. Hijack de- least... our bit, dude.
1: I've literally added that at least five times. And what do we do? Do we just not notice? I guess so. We just got to do
0: like oh, the gosh. synchronized point. You are awkward, Molly. You. Are... You are awkward. Molly. <laughs> you know what
2: that Guys, in the last podcast when I was editing. I asked a question and no one answered it, but it was at a crucial part, so I couldn't edit it out. So, if you heard it in the last podcast, I recognize that <laughs> no one answered my question.
1: What did you ask?
2: I forget, but it like I asked a question and then you asked a question and Birch answered your question.
1: Oof. Boy, that's awkward.
2: What an awkward time.
1: What an awkward time. Birch, what would you <laughs> tell your deconstructor? Right,
0: about? that, that. <laughs> I think in my life, I, I have been at a a critical point of deconstruction post or pre Moody, And so I've already been to that point and back to a certain extent mm-hmm. and only came back through what I believe is the direct intervention of God. Mm-hmm. And so for such a thing to happen again, I think it would. I mean, at this point, it's just this comes down to special revelation. It's my experience. There's not a mm-hmm. provable way to like. If you're an unbeliever listening to the podcast, there's not a way for me to convince you of this happening other than me saying, I am fully convinced of God and his reality in my direct interactions with him. Mm. And so for me to deconstruct, it would have to be a reality outside of that. So probably I would be having something, a problem with the character of God in some way. Yeah. And that's serious. Mm-hmm. I would want to help myself through that. But I would also, I would probably give my myself a reminder of you've come this far mm. with if we were gonna do this, might as well have done this years ago. Why? Why would you not finish now? What mm-hmm. are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you know? that's a good point. But so I, I actually thought what Kelly said was very similar to mine of mm-hmm. just you gotta finish the race. It's exactly. like Paul says in uh You know, when he gets killed, it's just like. I have kept the race. I finished the. Fi- I have kept fi- the faith. I finished the race. And I don't actually think that's a romance. No. I think that's the next. But anyway, yeah, anyway, way. I'm getting tired. It's late. It's what a late. fun episode! What
1: a good so episode! So fun. And sorry, it's a little
2: deep. Um, feel free to text or call if you're struggling.
0: <laughs> we should work on this. I'm going to give a shout out for you listeners this week, and I'm going to say this. It can be edited out. Either you don't like this idea. Okay. We should do a mailbag. What's whether, a mailbag? What does that mean? Whether it's Kelly's grandma, you, the, the who's the person that's listening from overseas. my sister oh your sister who's listening overseas i thought there was somebody in like oh there's someone in thailand thailand but we don't know who we don't know who you are um next podcast we should totally have an email up for sending us letters and we will read and discuss your if if you if we said something (gasps) you think is whack
1: oh that's fire that's so fun
0: just fight us out on it or just or tell us something wacky random that's happening in your life and we'll comment on it
1: that's so good if
0: you want you know Romance advice, you know me. And, me and Kelly are uh, oh, pretty good. Pretty good, Molly. We have
1: it all figured out. Molly's, ooh, a little I don't know. Bitten. I don't know. A little know, shaky a little over shaky, here. Her and her boyfriend. <laughs> 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 Cal. We're in her, <and> her <laughs> committed relationship. Hi, Cal. He's
2: in Chicago right now watching a play.
0: Oh, A
1: play?
2: Cringe. I don't know. I miss him.
0: Anyway, is that a <laughs> thing that we? Is that a thing that we want to do? Yes. I yeah, love that'd that. be fun. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. Fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs>